0: Don't shortchange me now. Don't shortchange these fans out here now. Listen to the podcast, man. Speak it into existence. I'm hope.
1: i I'm pretty much sure that me and the wife will make cheese.
0: I just deployed so much. It's kind of hard, unless you go with your troops, it's kind of hard to really uh, kind of build them up and give them the knowledge and, and strategies that they need to really be successful. Yeah, you get
1: burnt out. Those are the things that make us as Air Force members stand out versus the Marines, the Army, the Navy, the Coast Guard.
0: I feel you, man. Yeah, speak your truth. You know what I'm saying? I like how you just checked me on that. That's that's real. Shut up and sit down. And
1: so, my fellow Americans, ask not.
0: What your country can do for you. And what you can do for your country. Okay, prime time, episode three of Service Central Podcast. With me today is my old friend. I was sort of the Batman to his Robin. If you guys can can vibe with that. He's 35, Mississippi native, good friend of mine. Tech and Gilmore, what's happening, sir?
1: Nothing much, man. I'm just I'm just glad to be here today.
0: Hell yeah, man. Uh, It's a beautiful hump day. Today's the GOAT's birthday. Shout out to Michael Jordan. I think he turns 58 today, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, You remember watching Michael Jordan as a kid?
1: I remember watching Michael Jordan as a kid. He he did a lot of great things coming up in, in North Carolina, then over to the Chicago Bulls. I remember all that. I watched him a lot growing up.
0: Do you believe that... Uh, Michael will never be surpassed by anybody as like the GOAT. Like, is that your firm belief?
1: I wouldn't say. I mean, that's my firm belief. But at the same time, you got people like LeBron James doing different things in the industry. You got a uh, Russell Westbrook, Ali's big name. I think they're gonna they're gonna someday be able to do big things just like Michael Jordan, especially a uh, Stephen Curry.
0: Yeah, Steph changed the freaking game, and it's crazy that you see all these uh, people shooting threes. And when I came up, you had, like, maybe a couple guys doing that, some long two-pointers, but the three was really considered, like, uh, a risky shot, you know, because of the percentage and everything like that. But, uh, man, we'll see what happens. Russell Westbrook, I think LeBron, LeBron is obviously the closest because, uh, I don't know, four finals MVPs, four titles. I'm not here to stroke LeBron, though, (laughs) today, you know what I'm saying? I just want to point that out that some people are so fixated on the the titles argument. You know what I'm saying, G?
1: Yeah, a lot of people are fixated on how many rings, how many titles, how many MVP.
0: Yeah, they want to uh, say different
1: things like that.
0: They want to say you know because it's six and zero, oh, so you're telling me a guy can be ten and one and still not be better than Michael because he doesn't have that that one uh, that one loss on his on his record. So. uh I mean, it is what it is, but uh, yeah, man, I, I could go on about that all day, really. To be honest,
1: uh, it's it's a big topic. It's that's various; they, they can go various ways. So, they, you can talk about that all day.
0: You station out there in the UK, like, do they are they big on basketball? Like, tell me what tell me what that uh, sports atmosphere is like.
1: The sports atmosphere out here is rugby or either soccer. There's nothing to that extent of American football. I think they got a little bit of golf, but the biggest thing in the pubs and the bars is, is rugby or
0: or pretty much football so in their is, is that weird for you? Or, like, do you just, like, have you learned anything about rugby or f- soccer?
1: I haven't learned a whole lot about it, but... Um, i just watch it from time to time I don't, I don't, i'm not a big fan of it
0: yeah yeah I, I mean i can't really say specifically that i am either uh i see like highlights and stuff though, like on sports center and it looks like really kick-ass but uh i wouldn't get into it so
1: that's a lot of running for me yes
0: yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of running for a lot of people a lot of running and a lot of shoulder uh shoulder padding for a lot of people um but speaking more to the UK, like tell me, uh, tell me what you like about that. Do you ever miss, like real talk? Do you ever miss Mississippi? Like, what do you miss about about it? Like the food, uh, the sports, like we just talked about. Do you miss, say, um, uh, obviously family? I- I'm sure, but uh, like, talk to me about that for a little for bit. For sure,
1: family. For sure, family is a big thing with me. I-, I I love love being around family, either here in the UK or over in good old state of Mississippi. Um, the food aspect, my wife, she brings Mississippi to me pretty much because she can cook like no other. I can ask for anything and my wife can make it in less than an hour. Well,
0: you lucky dog you, man. I wish I could have some some home cooking myself uh, from back home. But uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I would miss everything, I feel like, because I heard UK is really, how should I describe it? It's like cloudy a lot, right? And it rains like hell a lot, don't
1: it? It's raining a lot now, and it's a, it's cloudy quite often, and that that could mess with your your mental aspect. But um, it's it's still a, a nice place to visit, nice place to be. Um,
0: the atmosphere is nice in certain areas, depending on where you go. Okay, so so me and you went the same. Uh... We're the same career field. So, like, tell me about kind of your experience um, over there as far as, like, squadron level and, I guess, total leadership. Um, Because I hear a lot of things from a lot of different people. You know what I'm saying? What are you hearing? Well, I'm hearing that overseas, everybody's more tightly knit, like, because uh, the base is its own. Like, there's no, I guess, civilian personnel. I guess they're few and far in between. So, you really have to, like, bond with the military – uh, you know, the people in uniform because that's the majority of people you see and everybody's a little bit more helpful and understanding that, hey, you're not on U.S. soil and all the resources you'll find are typically here on base, so we're going to do the most to try and help you out. Is that is there any truth to that or, like, speak on that for me if you will.
1: It's, it's help in certain areas, certain aspects. A lot of people talk a good game about the Air Force family, but that's not always true um you'll come across some people if you should stay in to get out go to the reserves and different things like that but as it looks right now overseas it all depends on the leadership at that point in time when you're stationed in and if you had that leadership throughout your tour because you can be used to one set of standards and then midway through your tour leadership changes everything's like that so everything could go good or everything could turn for the work
0: I see I see um, matter of fact I do remember uh to cut you off real briefly I do remember having a conversation with I think it might have been you Frank and Sarmelo uh, something about like the locality the laws the local laws have a lot to do with especially for the airmen that kind of don't know anything else maybe they've never been on their own and now they're like 20 you no know, nineteen twenty they get to uh, Aviano or Mildenhall or whatever it is and it's like now you got to drive on a certain side of the road and I hear I hear that that's kind of a game changer too like what do you think or does that not really matter like do you just get used to it
1: I mean driving on the opposite side of the road here in the UK and different things like that you just you just pretty much get used to it sometimes my wife she has to just tell me hey make sure you drive on the right side of the road but (laughs) I get I get used to it and then I'm 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 good to go so you pull some that... people go ahead go ahead some people some people it's hard for them to to accept change but you just have to change
0: so remember when we used to do those track to trailer runs
1: <laughs> i remember all the track to trailer runs they've been they've been popping up on my facebook quite often i've been i've been i've been tempted to show my wife how to how the videos go
0: yeah, so uh, how how's that in the UK? Like, how is work? Is it is it any different than say when you were stationed in Peterson? Because I know you were down there for a little bit.
1: Well, not stationed in Peterson. We just made track trailer runs up to Denver and different things like that. So I mean, it was a, a, a learning experience. But now making track trailer runs is, is not that big of a deal.
0: It's like walking, huh?
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's like walking
0: hey there you go man yeah it's really good um i've learned a lot i don't know you saw my post the other day right i just got out so uh i've learned so much in things and i kind of miss that camaraderie and i'll miss pt and stuff like that it's kind of mundane uh and the goat rope that it can be sometimes i really miss kind of sticking to that lifestyle of health and wellness and flashback to when i had left you uh in the desert like, you were just getting on the fitness thing, and, and you've been pretty consistent uh, about it from what I can remember. So, like, um, I want to see, like, how you've been doing with all that. You're still lifting heavy. Like, what's your regimen now?
1: Man, my regimen changed. I, I, I'm I'm more of a cardio guy versus the weightlifting guy I used to be. I mean, it's nothing for me to get back into the lab and start lifting like I used to, but it just takes time. I'm not strong as I used to be.
0: Crazy man! I remember it used to piss me off because used to be like, "Come on, man! You're burning time!" I'm like, damn, you just did your set in 15 seconds. Like, I need at least 45 seconds of rest in here. You know what I'm saying?
1: Back then, it was it's, it's good to have a good workout partner. It, it's it's different now, man. I, I work out by myself sometimes. My wife she, she got me some weights at the crib, so I get to work out at the house a little bit now.
0: Oh, there all you right. go, there you go. Uh, funny gym story, ready? I want to see if you remember this. You ready? Yeah, Tim. So I remember we was doing drop sets. We was over in the the small gym, not the big one next to the D-Fact, but we was in the small gym over there at Jabber. And I remember uh, we were we were on, I think it was like the hammer press. You know what I mean? The uh, you could do isolation or you could do both of them in the same in the same kind of go. And I just remember like we took all these tens and we were just stacking them. And then we were just doing like sets of eight to 10. And then we were just dropping. The guy who was spotting would just drop like two of them off. Then you do another set. And I remember some old dude came up to us because he was like frantic. He was like looking around, running around the gym. And then he really came up to us and was like, you got to use every 10 in the gym. (laughs) But you didn't hear him. You didn't hear him because I think you had headphones in. And this guy was just losing his mind. And so, like, I was just kind of sitting there, like, just listening to him, like, cuss you out. And you weren't even paying no attention, bro. He was so mad.
1: Yeah, I, didn't, I don't remember that.
0: Really? You don't? It was a big old white dude. Came walking up, kind of salt and pepper action, kind of old. You remember that?
1: He didn't. I, I had headphones in, so I didn't I didn't remember.
0: Yeah, because he went on. He went on for about a solid three minutes just, like, screaming, like, you know, I can't stand when people do this, you know, it's this is not your gym like it's a community gym and you were just like looking at me just jamming out like head bobbing come on man get this set and the guy got so mad bro he just like he walked away dude oh and i told you about it and you were like really you're like yeah maybe he needs to up the weight and we just started laughing
1: maybe he needs to up
0: the weight that's true (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry all right i'm composed now uh so yeah, I mean, um, what are they doing now? Like they haven't been PT testing you guys, right, or have they?
1: No, we haven't been PT testing. But come April, if the the generals don't don't change their mind, we PT test should be back on.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard sometime like June, June, like at the very latest, if not earlier, that PT will definitely be uh, back in full swing. So start start PTing now. Cause it'll really help you out, and I've learned a little bit over time. As I've gotten slightly older, I've slowed down. I've never been like quite a runner. My push-ups and sit-ups got better, but uh, my run didn't really improve. My runs gotten a little worse. So
1: yeah, my, my push-ups and sit-ups I've always been straight. I just gotta get them muscles back on track.
0: Heck yeah, man. Okay, ready. Next prompt. Uh, I don't know if you've been following the NBA. Uh, I know you, uh, New Orleans. Pelicans fan uh they got new coach Stan Van Gundy over there uh Zion Zion seems like he's he's the truth man uh what did you think of Zion in college and what do you what do you think of him now i mean he he looks strong and that boy's he's heavy and he carries a lot of weight like in his midsection and in his rear but i mean the kid is explosive he's fast
1: for him to be so young yeah he's pretty explosive he's fast at the same time but he he's going to he's going to put up a bunch of he's going to put up at least 15 points a night
0: yeah, he's coming off a 30-point game last night. Uh, even his rookie year, what, he averaged 22, 22, like seven and five, he was doing pretty well. Um, despite it being a short, real short rookie season because he had that knee issue going there. But uh, I expect he'll be in, he'll be an All-Star this year, I believe, because he's seventh, I think, um, for the total votes of all players in the in the West, and I think he's like fourth or fifth for uh, forwards. So. Maybe we'll see him in the All-Star game. Maybe we won't, but uh, I don't know. I just I just like his play. I like his demeanor. He's still young, and I'm hoping because we all know LeBron's going to retire uh, fairly shortly. I give LeBron like maybe two more years, three at the most, in my opinion, put him right at like 38, 39 when he retires. I'm hoping Zion can kind of fill that void. I hope he just takes over the NBA and just fills that void that LeBron kind of left fulfilling that similar role when LeBron was like a young man in his in his 20s
1: maybe but i don't know if Zion got the capabilities like LeBron
0: yeah that's true that's true you know there's only one LeBron James and he had a lot of expectations going in um you been to Mardi Gras lately <laughs>
1: No, I ain't been to the monograph.
0: <laughs> but I, I hope if me and if me and the wife, me and, uh, if me
1: and the wife ever go to the states, I want to take the wife and the kids to monograph. That should be super cool. It should be a nice thing to learn. It.
0: I was just about to ask you that, like, man, like you should, y'all should hit it one time. Uh, that's on my bucket list. That's all I know. It looks like a hell of a time. Uh, one of my best friends. I've never been. Really, you never been, huh?
1: I ain't never been. I just see it on TV. So it'll be a good thing to go with my wife and my kids. You know
0: yeah man hit that up hit that up um going back to the military side of the house like what do they have to do as far as extracurriculars overseas like in your experience from italy uh to the uk i think you said you did some time in korea too right is that correct
1: yeah i did a year in korea three years in aviano and then uh, i believe did uh four years here in uh, the uk
0: so, talk to me a little bit about like how extracurricular stuff is uh, is is orchestrated there. Is it similar to how we do it here? I assume it would be like Facebook and everything, and then they have their local events or maybe their yearly uh, their yearly fairs and stuff like that. Is that is that the case?
1: Yeah, that's the case. Uh, FSS post everything on Facebook. You got the Facebook uh, uh, spouse page. They post a lot of stuff on there. Um, you got all the different agencies that email you so much stuff every week. So all those extracurricular activities are, are noted and identified early to try to get people to book stuff.
0: That's pretty gnarly, man. I'm kind of, I mean, yeah, so then they do it. It's kind of universal then, I would assume, because FSS here, they were always letting us know what was going on on base, off base. And it's such a great organization. Um, and uh you know my only regret about kind of stepping down is that you know i'll lose out on those resources and i'll lose out on those opportunities per se uh whether i'm in the reserve or not i know it won't be the same but like i said i just kind of had those fears of uh maybe i wouldn't make rank as quickly as i wanted to because i'm very i said i said realistic what is it it's it's uh smart uh what's the acronym help me out here
1: uh keep it simple
0: no it's like it's like uh si- yeah simple measurable um S- attainable attainable realistic and timely there we go Huh? als is coming back to me baby yeah all right yeah so i set i set goals like that for myself but i just i'm my own worst enemy sometimes when i don't meet my own standards and uh, i just kind of had some nerves going in and and how much time you got in now like remind me in total
1: 13 years and some change. About 13 years and two months.
0: Oh, so you so you're on the right pace. So you were actually right on par with what they say you should be at. Because uh, I think you can make master as early as 11 or something like that. Or maybe it's earlier, actually. Yeah. Maybe it's eight. But, uh, yeah, you're not too far off. You only got, what, three more ranks to go. And I think you could do, do something. But uh, if you want, you don't have to get too personal with it. But talk about some of the things you've done to really enhance yourself as a candidate uh, to get that that step promotion you got and then what you're kind of doing now?
1: I mean, I still stay pretty much active in the community, um, wing events, set up, tear down. I try to lead events from time to time. Um, I try to go over to the dorms, do public uh, professional development, seminars for the air in the dorms. Uh I'm the NCRIC at the shop so now I get to have a have a bigger picture. So I get to take those guys with me. So I'm not leaving them behind. Uh I try to make sure I try I try to write good EPR packages, uh awards packages. Some get my skills better for the right packages so people can try to win awards and stuff. Um One of my guys that he just won CM blow the zone. Well, I got two CM blow the zone winners. I got one from the previous year and one from this year.
0: Oh, there you go. So you man, you've been putting in a lot of work, man. And that's and that's crazy. Uh uh not trying to really like buddy you up or nothing like that. But I remember when we were when we were down there doing our thing together in the desert, uh, you were really like a good mentor to me. And uh I kind of wanted that role myself to be for my young guys for my troops. Um but like i said i just things happen as i was telling you earlier when we spoke uh yesterday over the phone that like i just deployed so much it's kind of hard unless you go with your troops it's kind of hard to really uh kind of build them up and give them the knowledge and, and strategies that they need to really be successful yeah you're yeah, you doing you're like damn like i haven't spent as much time with this guy or maybe you're on two different tempo bands which shouldn't be the case you should be talking to your flight chiefs about that be like hey yo he can't be You know, because EPR season comes around and then what I have to write his EPR. I don't know what the hell he did because he's downrange or I'm downrange. And we we spent no hands on uh, subordinate and supervisor time together. So uh, that was kind of my thing. But hey, kudos to you, man, for being a for being a good mentor. How high? How high can you go? How high do you think you, you can go? You think you can be chief? Don't shortchange me now. Don't shortchange these fans out here. Now listen to the podcast, man speak it into existence i
1: hope I, i'm pretty much sure that me and the wife will make
0: cheap hey A... yeah good man you can i think you can do it i believe in you and everything um uh there's points too like for, for me for example i wasn't because it's only been seven years now uh May staff in 18 but because i was deployed i didn't get the pme waiver so i had to just kind of um come back home, did ALS in July, like didn't even take R&R, just like jump right into it. And then I did it. So when I graduated, I sold on right there, got like the nice little back pay. And so if you think about it, I've only, this would have been my first year testing. Did I feel ready? Like, no, but you kind of have that onset of like, I know quite a few people, you know, in the career field that were staffs for like, you know, a good seven, eight years and uh they did away with what time and grade time and service what was that that was i think like beginning of 17.
1: yeah they did away with those points in about 17.
0: yeah so like that made it harder like do you agree with that because i know you had some uh you had quite a few points right
1: i was always close to making a good those time and grade service and points they, 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 would, they would help but uh um, yeah if this new chief now signed at the Air Force, I think a lot of people starting back promoting pretty quick.
0: Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. Um, I'm just hoping they attack the whole beard policy because that would be straight if they did that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. But uh, we'll have to see, man. Because I think the way it's going is the Air Force is becoming a lot more sus- like susceptible to different ideas from different demographics of people because. Uh, we know that culture kind of runs things right big air force all the way down to like squadron level down to shop level so like those leaders kind of dictate the culture going forward and um, with with talk of change uh, at least you start like moving the minds a little bit to kind of consider because uh i know chief right one of the things he was trying to push for was uh well we got the ocps we got the ocps which was i was ecstatic about that oh I could go on about that for, for days, man. But um, like the dress uniform, like changing that around to look a little bit more military, you know what I'm saying? Instead of uh, uh, corporate. Like, how do you feel about that? Do you like the dress uniform? Do you miss the ABUs?
1: I'm a big fan of the ABUs, to tell you the truth. Why is that? Uh, it's it's more casual business wear to me. I like that. I don't like the zip up stuff. I like I like buttoned up. You know what I'm
0: saying? Uh, it's definitely I more like, tailored. It's definitely more tailored, I'd say, to to the to the person's form. Because, like, my OCPs got me looking, like, uh, kind of fat and, uh, from some angles of photos. And I'm like, no, like, I'm all of 140 pounds wet. So, uh, but you know what I'm saying? But, hey, I mean, if that's your truth, I mean, how do you feel about the dress uniform then?
1: The dress uniform is, it, it, it's nice. I, I accept that. I wouldn't change that. I think she's right there, good with that.
0: I think it's clean. I think it's clean, but like I said, it just looks too much like a suit. And
1: uh... you, you, with it, with the Air Force for a reason. So you gotta set yourself apart from everybody else. So I, I, I think it was a, a, a right step to make it look more suit wise, casual wise, dressy, flashy, clean cut, tailored those are the things that make us as air force members stand out versus the marine the army the navy the coast guard
0: i feel you man yeah speak your truth you know what i'm saying i like how you just checked me on that that's, that's real um i like it too i think it's very i think it's very clean like i said it doesn't look very military uh but you get the nice ribbon rack on there you know what i'm saying uh it's very tailored yeah it's 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 uh the colors you know we, we love our air force blue uh but everybody's biggest gripe will always be like the flight cap and how kind of like goofy it is.
1: The flight cap, not bad.
0: It's not bad. It's you horrible. Go. You go inside, obviously you lose it. You know what I'm saying? But like, oh, you know say you're out there on the parade grounds, you marching, it's a little windy, and you don't have that thing like, you know, what I'm saying? you don't have that thing set it, like that thing's gone, bro. It's gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, bye. Then what, you're going to be marching without the flight cap on? Your flight cap's just going to be blowing? Because you can't break, uh, you can't break bearing. I know like two people that happened to during a ceremony. They were like, yeah, man, nice gust of wind. Just took my damn flight cap. Never saw it again.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. it, It just all depends on how you wear it, I guess.
0: Yeah, personal preference. It all comes down to personal preference, G., uh coming up on almost 30 minutes here let's see last question uh Uh, without putting you on the spot here don't feel like you're obligated to give a very clear and concise answer because at the end of the day you're not my question is you at you at lake and heath or mildenhall where you at again mildenhall okay you're at mildenhall so from here where do you go are you going to stay overseas does the wife want to stay overseas Do you want to head back to the States? Do you not know? Are you undecided? And tell me why.
1: I think it's time for us to come back to the States. But we can always still stay overseas. I'm kind of like undecided. Because it can go both ways. Me and the wife love being overseas and traveling with the kids. And if we go back to the States, me and the wife and the kids still travel. So either way, we get the best of both worlds. The American scenery for the Europeans. Life is, life is all and what we're making so wherever Air Force personnel center sent us, that's what we're gonna cry, live, and enjoy.
0: Good old AFPC. Hey look, they've been treating you good man. I don't want to hear no complaints uh, from you because they've been treating you very well okay. I stayed in one place my whole career and like I was telling you they try to give me a, a a low jack assignment, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no! You can't do that to me like that." So, uh, you know, uh, I look back and I'm thankful though, too, at the same time because it was good. But yeah, man, more power to you. Um, just great. I hope, I hope you get someplace nice so that I can come and visit you mostly. <laughs> so I can come and visit you. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it's just nice catching up with you, man. Uh, thanks for coming on the pod, today, How you man. Mean? You got oh the RG there's Sergeant G right there. Where he been at all all 30 minutes? Hey, man. That enthusiasm, man. Where that been, huh?
1: I keep my positivity.
0: Good stuff, man. Hey, everybody listening. That's that's Michael Gilmore, man. Round of applause. All right, brother. All right. So I'll, I'll get you. A, would you come back? Would you come back on the show? I'll come back on the show him Okay, word, man. All right.